the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Let's start with a fun stat or a fun number. Last year, private plane use soared to its highest level on record. Aviation data shows that 3.3 million business jet takeoffs happened in 2021. The most for a single year and 7% higher than in 2019. We've seen a wealth boom. We've seen stronger leisure demand and gradual loosening of COVID-19 restrictions appears to have opened up the aviation industry to a new recent trend. Private planes. Talking about going after taxing somebody. Our government loves to tax cigarettes. Our government loves to tax uh, soda. Our government loves to tax sins. Is taking a private jet a sin to the planet and to fuel consumption and to pollution? Or am I too much of a woke leftist? <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm a lot of things, I guess. Yesterday, the NASDAQ, the SP 500, the Dow are all lower. A little bit of a bummer because we started higher. A little bit of a, have we put in a bottom yet? We're in earnings season, but earnings season is going to last another two weeks. Really gets off an earnest night. The financials had their numbers last week. IBM had some numbers last night, but I don't really look at IBM as a tell in any way, shape, or form. Sorry. Not that important of a company. To me, I get why some people want to follow it, but not to me. I only have so much time. Uh, All-Star Games tonight, if the All-Star Game ends in a tie, they're going to go to a home run derby. Like, wait, wait, well, what? Okay, who cares? Just let's just move on. Uh, that's just me. Apple had a rough day yesterday as they've been accused of basically being a monopoly in their wallet on their phones. So some credit card processors got together and said, we don't like this. This doesn't feel right. They make us pay for their platform. We should be able to develop the technologies ourselves to have a wallet that texts, that connects to your phone, that connects to the, your bank, that is able to Bluetooth a ding at the checkout and not have to go through Apple's proprietary system. Will they win that court case? I don't know. I'll tell you, Google's got a similar system that they don't charge for, but they're different companies. Um, yesterday, I was looking at some some research on Google potentially spinning off some of their 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 cookies, some of their data retrieving technologies, and how that would be a hundred billion dollar company if they did that, and it would un- it would unlock great value, but probably can't IPO it. So what they're going to probably have to do is if they want to make Europe happy with their competition laws they're probably gonna have to do something along the lines of um what are they gonna do they're gonna have to do something along the lines of uh, having their own ceo inside the company of a company but that's a little bit too early to be getting into that 800-516-1220 calls on the air Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is expected to get the ball rolling with a procedural vote today on a bill that would grant $52 billion for semiconductor manufacturing. 
this is one of the issues that people are mad at Nancy Pelosi's husband for. I'm mad about the DUI. I, I think we should punish DUIs a lot tougher than we do in the United States. Um, how many times have we all got behind the wheel or how many times have you seen someone get behind the wheel that shouldn't be driving and it doesn't go bad, but you can ruin people's lives. So I'm more mad about him doing that than insider trading, but that's just me. Um, there's some big money, $52 billion of government grant money up for semiconductor equipment players. Um, you should be looking at ASM lithography. You should be looking at NVIDIA, companies that might benefit from more semiconductors in the United States, either the semiconductor companies themselves or the semiconductor equipment companies who make the uh, chips. I like both areas. I, I like both areas of semiconductors. The COVID era chip shortage taught us a lot about Americans. We only produce 12% of the world's chips now. Now, I'm not talking Doritos. I'm not talking about nachos. I'm talking 12% of the world's semiconductors. That's down from 37% of the world's semiconductors in 1990. China has now ramped up their chip making capabilities and they now account for almost 10% of global sales. United States, when this happens and we have a shortage and uh, inflation happens and we can't get our semiconductors that we need from Asia, shipping's too expensive, manufacturing's too hit, plagued by COVID. What's our solution? Ah, just make it in the United States. Only problem with that is labor in the United States is a lot more expensive than labor in Asia. Temperatures in Britain were amongst the highest ever recorded yesterday. Wales notched an all-time heat record. Wildfires raged in multiple countries as Europe is being broiled. This is a scene straight out of the Mad Max movies. Flights were disrupted in London. They wrapped bridges in foil so that they don't crack under the heat. The runway melted at one airport. Today's could be considerably hotter. So... Uh, there's a company that makes air conditions I talked about on the, po- on the podcast yesterday. Uh, is that your short-term trade? I don't like doing those. But after a hurricane, Home Depot and Lowe's gets a big swoosh of business. In heat waves, there's a big swoosh of business for air conditioners and pools. Um, you can lead a horse to water, but will you drink? I don't know what you need. Yesterday, I was talking about Masco. Today, we learned that Uber is going to pay more than $2 million as part of settlement with the Department of Justice, which accused the company of charging a wait time fee to passengers with disabilities who take longer to get into vehicles. Didn't even know that was a suit. Uber is going to pay $1.7 million to riders who lodge complaints and $500,000 to other impacted riders. They're going to credit more than 65,000 eligible patch, uh, passengers who were handed a fee with double the amount they were charged. I'll tell you what, Uber and Lyft, really, really difficult time making money being a cab. Um, really easy making money delivering goods to people's homes. Snapchat comes to the desktop. Yesterday, we learned that Snapchat is coming to the desktop, and it's, I still don't really like it. Um, kids with mobile phones, are they going to stop and turn their mobile phone experience with Snapchat and snapping and, and lenses into something for kind of a bigger platform, which would enable direct messages, video chat, um, snap pictures. Snapchat for the web just sounds kind of like a step backwards. 
and they're going to develop the service for subscribers initially. That's the interesting rub is that they're trying to get more subscribers by offering more services inside their mobile app that now expand outside their mobile app. It takes a while to find the story, but it's there. Uh, Prime yesterday announced they're going to change their app, Amazon Prime. So when you go to their video streaming, it doesn't look like, well, stupid, like archaic, like non-functional. They're going to make their app look more like Netflix's. Netflix reports numbers today. Going to be a big, big, big day for Netflix this time tomorrow. Expected to lose 2 million subscribers. That number is bigger. Watch out. With that said, the stock is so hit, could it rally on bad news? Could be a sign that it's putting in a bottom. Am I interested in Netflix? I've always been interested. I never bought it. I'm happy that I didn't. It's always made that list and then something stops me from doing it. Maybe it was the valuation. Maybe it was the PE. Maybe it was the price to sales ratio. Maybe it was sitting at an all-time high year over year over year over year. Amazon, along with other streaming giants, have begun investing heavily in capturing a live sports audience. The NFL has announced that their Sunday ticket package is going to go to someone like Amazon, Google, or Netflix. Interesting, right? We'll find out in the next month who that goes to. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. January, February, March, April, May, June, not the best on Wall Street. July has been the best. It feels like we're trying to find a bottom. I don't know if that's true. No one does. Finding a bottom is a process and it doesn't happen like, oh, well, that's clear, cut, and dry. I wish it did. Um, but sometimes there's a retest and sometimes there's a right, things bounce off the bottom, dead cat bounce, and there's a retest at the bottom again. And then it bounces one more time. Then there's a retest and it takes out the bottom and it goes lower. We've seen it all. What we really look for is a lot of things like volume and earnings estimate cuts. We are in earnings season and Wall Street is optimistic. The chunk of earnings season kind of gets underway today. Let's talk about today. Volume wasn't that heavy yesterday. So we don't judge that the market had a, a, a weekday. We know the dollar strengthening. We know that's going to make our imports cheaper. And that should help with inflation. We know that we're trying to throw everything we can at slowing inflation. Federal Reserve is going to raise basis, uh, 75 basis points next Wednesday. Um, gasoline prices have dropped below 450 a gallon. The upward drift in stock prices of mega cap companies. Um, So things are starting to work. Apple did say yesterday that they're going to slow hiring and spending for some divisions next year as it prepares for a possible economic slowdown. So far out of earnings season, what I've gotten from some headlines, just from like some napkin notes, this is not serious research, but Goldman Sachs is considered on a global slowdown and recession. Bank of America's, on the other hand, saying the U.S. is looking okay, but they too think there's going to be a recession, a soft one. So we kind of got to get there. We need job cuts and earning estimates coming down lower. Housing starts in June. We're down 2% month over month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.55 million. 
Permits are a leading indicator. We're down six tenths of a percent month over month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.68 million. So we're home builders are losing a little bit of confidence. They're starting to see geographic regions as people are canceling their orders. Interesting to know. Part of fighting inflation is going to be try to get the record housing prices to slow or to fall. Make housing a little more affordable. I don't like housing right now. But that's too broad of a statement. If you live in a neighborhood that's desirable, you can beat the higher interest rates. As people may come in with cash or stocks to buy your home. IBM cut its 2022 free cash flow guidance in conjunction with better than expected earnings last night. Johnson & Johnson cut its 2022 outlook in conjunction with better than expected earnings. So the earnings are okay, but cutting of the outlook is what we need. This is going to be a bit of a process. I don't think we've... No, I don't want to say that. Uh-huh. Let's just keep moving on. I just don't want to make a statement saying like, I don't think we've put in a bottom because it could be a working bottom. And then you're going to go, oh, but you, you said it wasn't. I'm like, I, I need a little bit more signs before I tell you. Now, again, I'm buying every two weeks of my 401k. I have been, will do. Um, I've got cash that I've started to make a plan for deploying in what I would refer to as a tranche. I'll probably invest in three bottoms and one of them will be right. Um, Okay, so let's move forward. Stock futures are a little bit higher today. Cryptocurrencies are down with Bitcoin trading below 22,000. A lot of central bank meetings next week. European Central Bank is this week. U.S. is next week. They're going to be two big ones on how they see inflation and what they do to contain it. Again, it's widely expected 75 basis points jump. Maybe 100 basis points, which I think would be a little bit mind-blowing. Because keep in mind, interest rates take about six to nine months to bleed into the economy. There's some perception, but there's some reality. Russia is further distancing itself from the U.S. dollar as it moves to trade oil with India using the local currency, the United Arab Emirates. Ether prices jumped 10% yesterday as the upcoming merged Ethereum 2.0 has renewed enthusiasm for the world's second largest cryptocurrency. Home sales are down. Price cuts are increasing. Consumer sentiment is softening. I think I told you that a friend of mine sold a home in Marin essentially two months ago, and he just bought a house. And I was like, where did you buy it? I knew it was going to be a little bit more central, closer to Sacramento, closer to his job. And uh, he bought it in Roseville. And I looked at the temperature, and I, I showed him the temperature. And I was like, it's 105 there. Are you sure? And uh, I was like, every day this week, it's going to be over 100. He's like, that's why we got to the pool. And I'm like, I still don't know if I could take it. I mean, sure, the pool's lovely, but 105, the house would be warm into the night and air conditioning costs. Woo! That's all I'm going to say because I'm a killjoy. But it is interesting because he probably sold at a high in Marin, and he's probably getting the first home prices that are going below asking or price reductions in central California. And uh, it shows you that maybe he timed the sell perfectly. Maybe he's too early on the buy. 
but he also needs a freaking fracking place to live, which I think we all kind of have to go with. Uh, Elon Musk's Pinchet for not playing by the rules could land him in prison with a court order in Twitter suit. People are starting to talk about massive fines and how we're going to get even with this billionaire for saying that he wanted to buy Twitter, so saying that he had the funding, saying that he didn't care if Twitter had all the cockroaches in the world. He's, he signed away his rights to complain. He took it as is. And the guy at the, the video store, he says, you sure you want this TV as is? Because it's as is. No refunds. The Twitter story is going to be dramatic in the coming days, in the coming weeks. It's going to be about a three-month process, we think. Elsewhere, the CIA, that's not a story. I don't want to talk Russia yet again. Some days you just don't want to go there. Boeing landed a big, big, big um, contract yesterday. It's worthy of note, the pandemic grounded the airline industry. It shook up supply chains, zapped demand for new aircraft. Boeing had problems of their own with quality control issues and deliveries of its wide-body 787 Dreamliner and two fatal crashes brought in the safety of the 737 MAX. Delta purchasing 100 Boeing 737 MAX aircraft with an option for 30 more is the first major deal. Deals tend to happen in chunks in the airline industry. I'm not an expert, but Airbus's A320 jets have overtaken Boeing 737 line as the best-selling aircraft ever. It could be interesting. We could be starting a little bit of a race for customers. Boeing lost huge market share and existing customers were being lost to Airbus. Um, I doubt Boeing sits around and does nothing. Will it have another feather in its cap other than Delta? Well, yeah, they just signed a big combat fighter contract with the US Air Force. Is Boeing interesting to you? It's interesting to me. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So financial planners are always at work. Interesting to note that Social Security is getting a big boost in 2022, a 5.9% COLA. This time last year, inflation was averaging about 6%. It was a high number. We had already started moving into that, whoa. So we're about a year into high inflation. Now we're at 9.1%. So it looks like the cost of living adjustment for Social Security this year will be about 10.5%. So those are big increases. You're going to see the national debt spiral even higher. Can you spiral higher? I don't know. Don't stop and correct me. But... I'm stoked that we have that adjusted feature automatically in Social Security where we do adjust for cost of living. Is it accurate? No, I don't know. That's debatable. And by accurate, what do I mean? It's Are seniors getting this, the same 9.1% inflation costs that people in their 50s and people in their 30s are getting? Don't know. Average benefit for a retiree will increase about $175 next year to about $1,669. Do the math on that, and you can quickly see where you're going to land on the spectrum of pay in your income in retirement from the United States government, basically paying you back 
from all the social security money that they took from your checks for all those years. But I don't know. I'm hitting that one a little bit too hard these days. So an interesting article that I want to share with you. It's a little research report out of Goldman Sachs. And Goldman Sachs has talked about a recession coming to the world. And Bank of America has talked about a soft recession coming to the United States. Europe is going to really, really struggle with inflation and with a lack of energy. So it's going to be tough times. There is going to be a global recession. It's all but certain, maybe. I don't know if you ever want to use the phrase all but certain because you don't. The Goldman Sachs, on their part, yesterday, I was reading some of their forecasts for 2022 and 2023, and they're basically saying, we've been wrong. And some stocks that you can hide in if you want to, that, that will get through a good economy and we'll get through a bad economy. They put out a list. And I'm just going to do a little word association. When I see the name, I'm going to tell you what I think. And hopefully you think the same things or in the same vein. And on this list, it starts with Tyson Foods. And Tyson Foods makes chicken. It's a consumer staple. We need food to eat. There used to be a chicken company called Purdue that was acquired. And there was an old man who had a kind of a wrinkly, funny face. And he was the spokesperson for the company. Frank Purdue, and because it takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. Do you want to invest in chickens? I, I'm not against that idea, as my family eats a lot more chicken now than red meat, or our red meat consumption goes down, 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 down. Now, here's the thing you got to look at the stock. You can't just say, okay, you invest in chicken when things are getting tough. Maybe 2.2% dividend yield. When you take a look at the last year, it's gone from 97 to 82. So you had a little bit of a pullback, enough to say that some of the risk is out of it. Do you have to do the work on this one? I am not paid to pick stocks for you. Um, you can check out EP Wealth. I work with EP Wealth. They manage a lot of my money. Um, but this is a show dedicated to you and accumulating wealth versus managing wealth. Okay, here's another stock. Cardinal Health, first things that come to my mind is a healthcare insurance company. I pay for my healthcare in good times and bad times. My big fear is I, I would like to retire right now, but I don't want to pay for all my healthcare myself. I want my employer to pay for a large chunk of it. And yeah, there's been times like the pandemic where the healthcare system gets strained, but I, I do like the insurance, the HMO, the PPO kind of approach to long-term investments. And will it survive a downturn in the economy? Yeah, like I said, it's kind of like a utility in our life. You kind of have to have it. Um, valuation is not crazy. 3.5% dividend yield. So if you have $100, you get $3.59 a year for holding it. Very nice, in my opinion. The stock has not gone up down or anywhere really in last year. I'd say it started a year ago at about $59. It's at 55 now. It's had a low of 47 and a high of maybe 62-ish. Just boring. But um, it's a big healthcare company that slowly but surely gets bigger. 
other stocks on Goldman Sachs list of, yeah, they probably could ride out a recession. Best Buy, whoa. First thing I think of with Best Buy is I don't really need those things in a tough economy. I'd like a new computer, I'd like a new TV. So this becomes a play on valuation and it's trading at eight times PE, which is really, really low. It's got a 4.8% dividend yield. In the last year, you've seen the stock go from 115 to 130, all the way down to 75. So a lot of the risk has been soaked out of the company. If you think they're going to be a long-term winner or what could happen to them. Um, So I like the dividend yield very much. It's high. That's the problem with it. It's too high. When you get 4.8%, when you get $4.80 for every $100 you hold, you're like, sweet, that's a lot more than I get at the bank. But will they go out of business? Do they have the wrong product? Do they Can they get enough product for the holidays? How much discounting do they have to do? How much of a competitor is Amazon? Is there another company like them around the corner? I, I can make a case for Best Buy at these levels due to valuation, but not due to, it's my favorite thing in the world to own. Another company that I've owned in the past that is on the Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs stock list of things that should survive a recession, not necessarily unravel, is Laboratory Corporation of America. Every now and then I try to get cute. And um, I try to like come up with something that's snarky. But when you give COVID nasal swipes and when you do the the blood draws and find out if you have cancer, if you're dying. Labor, LabCorp is a pretty good company to work with. Um, they've got labs all across the country. You go in and you could literally have them test for herpes, which I'm going to put a bill in front of Congress if I can. It's going to be my life goal to rename herpes, hempes, because I think it's sexist to have the, the feminine in front of a sexual disease. Just my opinion. <laughs> my kids are out of control. Everything that comes out of my mouth is, oh, that's sexist. Oh, that's racist. Oh, that's sexist. Oh, that's... Some of it's pretty funny. Um, pretty, like, I like chocolate ice cream. Like, oh, you're a racist. <laughs> like, what do you mean? And like, that's how crazy kids are these days. Okay, Home Depot's on the list. Now, when I take a look at Home Depot stock, what comes to mind? Um, paint that's cheaper than in a paint store. Things that I need for my home this weekend. Um, Ace Hardware is wildly overexpensive. So when I try to get grass seed and stuff like that, I'm going to a Home Depot. Trading at $295 right now. It's off its high for the year of $415. So a lot of risk has come out of it. It yields 2.6%. I think it's a great long-term name like Target. Is it right for you? I don't know. Will the higher interest rates have people stop putting paint on their walls? Probably not. People like going to the Home Depot on weekends and doing a little home improvement. So I bought a home a year ago. We bought it as is. The paint was in pretty bad condition. I've started repainting. And um, that's my weekend hobbies, you know? So Home Depot is on the list of Goldman Sachs. And... I can't say that it shouldn't be. Have you noticed that so far they've said four or five names and I'm good with all of them? LabCorp, eh, Best Buy is probably the one that I'm like, eh, I, could, I could find something else, but I, I, I get the case that they're making for it. Archer, Daniel, Archer Daniels Midland, a food company, is on this list. Can you imagine you invest in Archer Daniels Midland? 
that's not too shabby. We live in a pretty darn cool world. I know what you're saying. I want NVIDIA. Totally get it. I want it too. Um, stock has gone from Archer Daniels from 96 bucks down to $73. Um, it's got a very low PE, about 13 times earnings, 2.2% dividend yield, which is better than the average corporate America. It's considered a defensive stock. It's considered a farm stock. They basically make food, they transport it, they process it, they merchandise it, they get the ingredients, they work in Switzerland, Cayman Islands, the United States, Brazil, Mexico, the UK, internationally, they do oil seeds. Um, they're part of the food supply chain. In my opinion, they're, I'm not going to say the word critical, I'm going to say the word super critical. Can't let that company fail. Other stocks on Goldman Sachs list. McKesson, that's actually one of the very first companies I ever bought 25 years ago. It was a company called HBO Corporation. It wasn't the HBO Westworld uh, Game of Thrones. It was a, a HMO, PPO kind of company. It was a, a healthcare provider. I did really, really well with it. And it was the very first company that I bought. So a healthcare company, not a bad company. Um, I like lists. I don't necessarily always agree with them, but I like lists because they help you and I discuss things. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Ford's got a popular Mustang Mach-E. Chevrolet just unveiled a $45,000 electric blazer with up to 320 miles of range take on Ford's Mustang Maki. Notice we're not talking Tesla, really. Um, the high-end version of this vehicle will go for about sixty-six thousand dollars. It arrives in the summer of twenty twenty-three. I bring that up not to get you too excited to buy a vehicle, but to say Tesla has more competition than ever before, and some people will not like Tesla because of the billionaire founder who's eccentric as all heck. When asked recently, how many kids is he going to have? He said enough to populate Mars or something like that. Like, what's that even mean? But I'm not, I'm bringing this up for a couple of reasons. You can see the competition. Bam. It's a nice looking vehicle. It's not going to turn me into like a Chevy owner, but the 2024 Blazer EV is another electric vehicle and it, it just again it continues that shift and it tells you that there's going to be ev charging companies uh, there's eight of them that i've gone over recently and i don't think it's tough for you to find one like a charge point and see whoa this thing's all over the place it's not exactly a no-brainer um, then there's like solar plays like in phase which you're like whoa this company has great product it's reviewed well but it's all over the place. It's a very nascent industry, electric vehicles and solar. So I bring it up again, Wall Street's product driven. And for some reason, I always come back to the same exact example in my head when I talk about product is Intel. In the 1980s and 1990s, they had a great, great, unbelievable PR team that understood the product and how to market it. With Intel, they had this Intel inside blue little ribbon 
that when you were shopping for a computer, you knew it was Intel versus AMD or Cyrix or National Semiconductor. You knew that Intel had this reputation for quality, maybe not the fastest chips out there like AMD, but they had the quality. That's worthy of note in large part because the marketing, I, I was swayed by it. When it comes to buying desktops or laptops, I've always gone with Intel. And now Apple's going with their own silicon solution, which is interesting to note. AMD has got competition with NVIDIA, but AMD's got competition also with Intel. You got to know the players and you got to know it's all about product. And sadly, some of it is about marketing. Big day on Wall Street today, a little bit of a rebound as we move into earnings season. Banks are putting money aside for charge-offs and write-offs, telling you that the worst is still coming. There's pain that we don't even know about at this point in time. Unless you think the banks are stupid. Now, it's kind of interesting when you move stuff from cash, the earnings look bad right now. But it wasn't that bad. And it's the assumption that we will get bad or the knowledge that we will, depending on what side of Wall Street do you think it's really a bunch of voodoo or do you think it's really scientific and money t- doesn't lie? But it's another day where I look at all the stocks that I own and every single one of them is higher. Now, this week we get earnings, lots and lots of earnings. Let me give you an example of things that we're going to be talking about tomorrow. It's got to be all about Netflix, right? All about Netflix. But tonight we're going to get... Um, JB Hunt, a big uh, trucking company, we're going to get Netflix. You're just like, yeah, that's not all that great. There's a couple others, but CalMain Foods, I don't think you really care about. Tomorrow morning, we get Abbott Labs, ASM Lithography, the big semiconductor equipment company. Baker Hughes, big play on oil in America. You get a lot of banks like First Horizon and, and M&T banks that are going to tell us how the customers are doing. Tomorrow after the close, where it starts getting serious. You get CSX, a big transport company, a big train company. Knight Swift, a trucking company, big industry. How are things moving across the country? How are things moving across the globe? Um, next week, we're going to get the big tech companies. The mega cap tech companies all start to report. Um, but before we get there, we have to get through American Airlines on Thursday morning. Alaska Air, AT&T, will they cut their dividend? How are they doing? D.R. Horton, a big home builder. Domino's Pizza was a big play during the pandemic. Hot and fresh out of the oven, come pick it up. Um, big play during the pandemic. How are they holding up? Not post-pandemic, because I don't think we're there, and I'm not supposed to say that, right? But earning season's a lot of fun for me. Unfortunately, it's also the point in time where I don't drink anything but like water. Um, I got to stay hydrated. I know you're laughing at me when I say that, but there's so many hours wasted listening to conference calls. So, but I like it. It's kind of my job. Nokia reports to, um, Thursday before the open. What's up with Nokia? Do they got any tricks up their sleeve? They used to, it's funny, the cell phone business who now is dominated by Apple and, and Google and Samsung. In the 1980s and early 90s, it was all Motorola. And then Motorola made a mistake. A digital technology, digital signal processor was invented or started to be implemented in phones. And calls were digital. And you heard things like 
um, clarity become an issue to the point that AT&T ran fiber optic commercials with Tom Selleck, which are some of the best YouTube commercials of all time. Because he talks about being able to hear a pin drop on a phone call. One minute. And Tom Selleck has this, he's got a great voice, I guess. And he's like, one day in the future, you'll be on the beach and your phone will ring. Your child's alive. It will happen. And you're like, well, wait, well, what? Wait, wireless phones on a beach? It was like Star Trek's t- uh, communicator. And it just shows you that we went from a wired world to a wireless world. And Tom, uh, Tom Hanks, no, not Tom Hanks. Tom Selleck got to voice. Anyway, lots of earnings coming up. And there's going to be a lot to understand, a lot to tell in the coming week. In the next two weeks, next Tuesday and Wednesday, we're going to get the Federal Reserve talking and meeting. The next two weeks, we've got a full calendar to talk about. Don't miss a show. Don't miss a minute. Make sure you tell friends and family. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.